on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. The stretch by the lefty. Here it is. Swinging a bouncing ball. Hit the short. This should do it. And it does. And Cincinnati takes the series three games to one. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. Yeah, this series did not exactly go the way that Brewers fans were hoping. All you really wanted was at least a split of the four-game series. That way the Reds don't walk out of here in better position than when they walked in. It does not go that way. Cincinnati ends up taking three out of four. And what just a few days ago looked like the Brewers were running away with the division. Well, it's a whole lot tighter now as the Brewers go into the All-Star break in first place in very good position with a four-game lead. But at the same time, it feels like... Like that lead in the division could be significantly higher, and it is not. Welcome in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. An abbreviated version of the program today will be with you till 6 o'clock. If you want to join the program, you can do so. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also uh, tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Here is our programming plan for you for folks who are tuned in looking for uh, coverage of the Bucks. Greg Matzik and Brian D. They are in the Deer District and they are going to have a Buck shoot around beginning at 6 o'clock and then network coverage of the Bucks and Suns and NBA Finals game number 3 will begin at 6.30 but we will officially shift from Brewers to Bucks at 6 o'clock and I've got you up until then. Again, if you want to join us 855-616-1620 the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. Brewers trailing 1-0, but an opportunity right here. 1-2 pitch, swing and a miss. He strikes out Woodruff with 97 in the inning ends. Brewers had some opportunities today, but they scored just the one run on five hits. And unfortunately, as the first half comes to an end, the unofficial first half, it kind of in some ways reminds you of the way the season got started, where the Brewers struggled so much offensively after getting good pitching performance after good pitching performance. I would argue the hitting, the run scoring has been better, say, in the last month than it was in the first month of the season. But I still think it's pretty clear that this is a Brewers team that needs a little bit more production from an offensive and from a run scoring standpoint. Welcome back into the program. We are live at American Family Field. Brewers lose to Cincinnati 3-1. They lose 3-4 of in the series. And the National League Central looks a lot more like a race than it did just a few days ago as the Brewers lead in the division. It is down to four games and now they are going to uh, have the all-star break and that will be followed up by three more games against Cincinnati in Cincinnati beginning next Friday. If you want to join us 855-616-1620 that is the Acunet Mortgage talk and text line. You can also uh, tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. 
Doug texting in says, bad time for this to happen, very inconsistent. You have to score more runs against good teams. Maybe they can't. This lead will shrink fast if this keeps up. Hader was due for one game, but three, what's going on there? And uh, wishes us a good break. Doug, have a good break to you as well. I'm sure we'll hear from you coming up on Friday. Um, yeah, see, you know, in, in a way, and it's not quite as bad, in a way this reminds me of what happened in Pittsburgh a few years back in the NLCS year where they went to Pittsburgh for a five-game series and got swept in that five-game series. I tell this story all the time, but I remember it was the day before that five-game series in Pittsburgh, and we got a text message, and somebody texted in saying, the Brewers are going to get swept in this five-game series in Pittsburgh, and I remember vividly saying, no, they're not. I just being completely dismissive of that text message, and that person was correct, and they did get swept in that five-game series. But as we all can remember from that year, it ended up not mattering. Now, is it... Is it alarming that the Brewers have played seven games against the Reds in the last three weeks and they have one win? Yeah, that is. It's this is. Uh, it's. Tr- I still believe that the St. Louis Cardinals are a better team than the Cincinnati Reds, but it doesn't matter what I believe because right now in the standings, it's a race between the Brewers and the Reds, and the the Cardinals are completely out of contention. I'm just. I, I remain worried that St. Louis has a run left in them before all is said and done. So I think it's alarming with what happened, but at the same time, it's not. It's not a sign of things to come. It doesn't mean your season's over. It doesn't mean that uh, you're for sure going to be caught by the Reds or anything like that. It's it's a bad back-to-back series against the team that's chasing you uh, over those two series happening in about a two-week period where you have another series against them coming up after the All-Star break. To me, that's how I would uh, view it. I do think, I, I said this before, I'll say it again, I do think, without a doubt, this team has got to find more run scoring. And as we hit the All-Star break, we've talked a lot. We've talked a lot about Jackie Bradley Jr. and comparing that to some of the production you've gotten from Tyrone Taylor. And I've said over and over, you keep JBJ in the lineup because that's how he gets out of it. And he's got a track record, and and you you know that eventually he's going to start to turn things around. Well, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not, and as you, as you pass the All-Star break, to me, some of the decisions you make, uh, it's more about winning that day than it is about being your best self at the end of the season, because now enough stuff has happened. You know, earlier in the year, I wouldn't say that. Earlier, I'd say, you know, you may lose a single game today, but you're doing something, you're playing somebody, you're giving them the opportunity to get out of their funk, and then later on in the year, that's going to pay out some dividends. I don't think that narrative exists quite as much once you get past the All-Star break. Things get very serious at, uh, at that point in time. So we'll see if anything, uh, we'll see if anything uh, changes. Uh, text from the 920. Says, but where does the crew stand at the break? Are they overachieving? A four-game lead is great. The rest of the Central underachieving. I certainly don't feel like any team in this division has played themselves into the World Series conversation. Uh, prognosticate. Where does this season finish with regards to the division? I still think the Brewers win the division. I still think the Brewers are the best team in the division. But I don't. I quite honestly, um, if if the Brewers were to the thing that gives you hope about the Brewers making a deep run in the postseason finding a way to get into the World Series is their pitching because when you get into these short series, Brandon Woodruff can beat anybody. 
Corbin Burns can beat anybody. Freddie Peralta can beat anybody. And when you've got those three guys going, that gives you better than a puncher's chance. But at the same time, when I go look at the Los Angeles Dodgers, when I go look at the San Diego Padres, uh, I think those teams are better than the Brewers right now, especially from a run-scoring standpoint. I feel like the Brewers, to get into the class of those teams... They need a more consistent offense, and they need more robust run scoring. And that might require them to bring somebody in from the outside. 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Jerry Augustine is going to join us after this break. Stick with us here on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Pauley on WTMJ. Castile, new sign. First and second, Brewers runners lead. And the pitch. Swing and a smash. It'll be a double play to Joey Votto. And the inning is over. Wow. Brewers come up short. They lose to Cincinnati 3-1. End up losing 3 of 4 in the weekend series as they are getting sent for the All-Star break. The Brewers have a four-game lead on the Reds in the division and an eight-game lead on the Cubs and Cardinals who are tied for third place. Brewers Extra Innings continues on live from American Family Field. Let's bring in former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. And Augie, uh, it, I, it goes without saying, but I'll say it to you, this is a disappointing result where the Brewers, this is such a big series coming in you would have loved to have seen them at least split it losing three out of four kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth going into the all-star break to the milwaukee brewers this is still the nl central and it's never easy in the nl central it's about a battle about staying in contention putting yourself in good position for the second half of the season and it always comes down to the late august and all of september you've got to play good baseball and i think that's just a, a message that cincinnati said to play you talk about today. I thought today was a hard-fought ball game, and you know we can talk about Josh Hader and AM there with, with the rough inning he had and all that. But it was still a very, very hard-fought ball ball game by both teams. By both teams, and and I, I think the, the memo has been sent. I think the Brewers understand it. The Brewers are in a great position, and I'll tell you what. I think we're in for a really exciting second half. Yeah, let's let's get into Josh Hader a little bit, and I'll be cl- I I am not worried about Hader whatsoever. We've we've watched enough baseball to know that pretty much every pitcher walking the face of the earth at some point in time during the course of a long season is going to go into a little bit of a funk, and and he has been in a funk. The last week for Hader has clearly not been good. His last three appearances ha- have gone poorly. Now he needs to bounce out of it, but. Augie, is a, I'm sure you had the exact same thing happen during your career, that for whatever reason, all of a sudden, a two-, three-week period, maybe a month period, it just wasn't the same for you. What leads to that, and how do you get out of it? Well, I think sometimes I, it just looks like you, know, you talk about the way Josh was going, and he's pitching one inning at a time and really commanding the strike zone. And in the past where Josh has had some problems is where he would throw the ball in his zone and I always say it's 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 over the middle part of the plate, semi middle part of the plate, about a little about thigh high to a little bit around the waist level, and that's a zone where he has to stay out of it. You watch the way he pitched this year; he pitched to the corners very well. He located the ball down in the zone when he needed to elevate, he'd elevate. And I thought the two home runs he gave up as, uh, the last two nights prior to today, I thought the ball was in that middle part of the plate where they were able to put good swings on it. Those things happen, and those things are are mistakes that you make, and those are one thing that some things that we really believe that 
Josh understands and he's going to correct. Today was just a situation where, you know, they battle him. Uh, we, when you look at what, what happened, it's hard to hit by pitch. And Tyler, I thought, uh, did a nice job with a, with a changeup. And Castellanos got a ball up in his zone, which he was able to handle and get back up the middle. That's just, that, that was good offense by the team. That, those things are going to happen. But Josh has that ability to make things correct them. And I, I think when you look at what he does good, he gets ahead, he uses his slider, he's got that changeup. But he understands that, you know, you're going to go through those times and he's going to fight back. And, and by the, when we start that second half of the season, he's going to be ready to go. Are you concerned offensively? Because, I mean, their first month of the season was not good from an offensive standpoint. And here down the stretch of the uh, the first half of the season, uh, they have once again struggled runs. They the scoring runs. They looked pretty good there for that month period uh, where they were playing a bunch of teams below 500. But, Augie, when they've played good teams, they've had a really tough time scoring runs. Yeah, they have been. And they've been pitched pretty well by some pretty good pitchers. And that always, you know, when you come in, you talk about baseball today, good pitching can stop good hitting or any type of hitting, I should say. And they, and they've, they have faced that. I thought Castillo did a nice job today. I thought Cincinnati in the, in the whole series really did a pretty nice job when you look at where they are in uh, average wise and ERA wise. They're not at the top of the league. They're middle, lower half, but they pitched the ball real well against the Brewers. I think the big thing with the Brewers and I, Matt, I think you would agree with me. First of all, they do have questions at, at, at third in the output they get. And, and uh, although Urias has done an outstanding job in that first base, that, those are the two big questions that they do have. But I think it's health also. you got to get a Colton Wong. They've got to have him healthy and in that lineup each and every day. You've got to have the influence of a Lorenzo Kane in that lineup. If this ball club can get healthy that second half, stay healthy, uh, I think it's going to make a huge difference in this offense. And, the output that they what they have and the way they approach the game and the runs that they can score. But it will some changes be made. I that's something that David Stearns and Matt Arnold were continuously every day trying to help help this club ball club get better. But I think if you ask any general manager in a game of baseball what they would need for a second half, the teams that have injuries say, let's get healthy and stay healthy and we'll see what happens. All right, we'll, uh, we'll finish off with this. We got a text message from the 920 asking you specifically, Augie, what do you do for the All-Star break, and is it a vacation to Cancun? Uh, it's not a vacation. It's more of a uh, Jerry Augustine landscaping business in my front lawn. That's what it's going to be for me. But uh, you, you just relax. And, and for the players, it's getting away. And for the players that are going to the All-Star break, it's just a – uh, remember that you're always going to remember it's something really special. But uh, I tell you, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a welcome to the Brewers, an opportunity to see exactly and just do a little bit of evaluation for each of the players. And number one and number two, get ready for the second half because it is not going to be easy. It still is the NL Central, and I guarantee you, when we come September, you and I, Matt, are going to say, "Yes, it is. It's the NL Central. It's never over." All right, Augie. We'll talk to you after the break. All right, have a good break, man. Sounds good. There's Jerry Augustine, former Brewers pitcher. Brewers fall to the Reds 3-1. They lose 3-4 of in the series. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Brewers come up short to the Cincinnati Reds, lose 3 out of 4. I was just thinking about this. 
Baseball is a, a game and a season where it's 162 games, and so often it feels like there is so many games, and there are. But in a series like this, if the Brewers split this series, if they go 2-2 instead of 1-3, well, we're, we're sitting here pretty content about where they're at. Uh, instead, they end up losing three out of four, and it feels like a really tough end to the first half of the season. So even though there's 162 games in a year, this is a really good example of where a single game really feels like it matters more and more than one, six, one of 162. Now, everybody in the Brewers clubhouse is going to tell you that, that it's one of 162, but it just it feels from a from I think from a fan perspective, losing this game and ended up splitting the series or not splitting the series but losing the series, it feels just a little bit bigger. MJ tweeting in saying the poor umpiring cost them a series split. Saturday's game was embarrassing. I thought the umpiring was just bad across the board. I I always uh, I will blame umpiring for a, a, a lost game when it's one sided and. Clearly, you can go look at the Saturday game and, and find places where the umpiring could have potentially cost the Brewers uh, runs. And the, the, the one that most people make note of is the non-strike three call to Nick Castellanos before he hits a three-run home run. But I have a really hard time blaming umpiring for a loss when the umpiring is bad in both directions. A couple more text messages before we call today, and again, we'll start uh, Bucks coverage in about eight minutes here on uh, WTMJ. Brandon in East Troy says, is it just me or does it feel every year uh, the Brewers have a letdown series going into the All-Star break regardless of opponent? A lot to be excited about pitching-wise in the second half, but several concerns offensively that don't seem to be going away. The Brewers' best streak of the season came against sub-500 teams. Got to win those two, but the Brewers are going to need to figure things out against teams that they could see down the stretch and in the playoffs. Agree 100%, Brandon. They took it, and by the way, that there is a aspect of improvement there because as long as I've been covering this team, this is my sixth year in Milwaukee, uh, I have seen a team, especially in their good years, that at times play down to their opponents. They didn't do that this year. When they had a stretch of about a month against not-so-good teams, they had a fantastic record during that period. That's a really, really good sign. But at the same time, they need more run scoring. They need more consistency against the better teams. And we saw them in this series. We saw them against the Mets lose two out of three. We saw them the last time they played Cincinnati. They have not been as successful. Now, that being said, we can also say, well, look what they've done against the Padres this year. and Look what they've done against the Dodgers this year. They've had very good series against those teams, and that's true. And there's not really a, a counter-argument to that. But it just feels like when the Brewers are playing the better teams, they are not as, uh, they're not as good consistently scoring runs. In fact, a text message from the 2-6-2. This team can't consistently score runs. They're getting no production from center field or first base. Maybe center field solves itself when Kane comes back, but the Brewers have to make a move to get an offensive-minded player there. Nelson Cruz, Jesus Aguilar are both out there and available. I guess the bigger problem is that you need something valuable to trade in order to get something valuable in return. Package all your first basemen, including Hira, and get a proven hitter. Bundle Urias if you have to, and hope Jason Travis Shaw can be productive at third. Um, Look, if, if they want to, they can go acquire anybody they want. They have enough prospect capital that they can go acquire anybody they want. The big question is, what are they willing to give up? Because 
this organization has to continue to produce talents in the minor leagues and prospects who come up and make a big league impact. You have cost-controlled talent when they come up from the minor leagues. You have to continue to do that. So that's the big question that David Stearns and Matt Arnold have going into the break. Uh, One more break here, and we'll come back, and we'll wrap up and uh, get set for Bucks coverage. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. A 3-1 loss for the Brewers today to the Reds to wrap up the four-game series. They lose 3-4. of four. They also go into the All-Star break, won't play again until Friday. A few notes from today's game. Brandon Woodruff going six innings, allowing a run on a season-high nine hits, no walks, four strikeouts. He has worked six or more innings without allowing a walk in four starts this year, and it was just the fourth time in 65 career starts that he had allowed nine or more hits. Jackie Bradley Jr. goes one for two with an RBI. Good to see him get that hit. Uh, his two walks matching a season high. He's done that on four occasions this year. Avisael Garcia, his one hit. It was his 73rd of the year. That leads the team. And uh, Devin Williams, over his last 15 appearances, has a .69 ERA, one earned run, and 13 innings pitched. He has held opponents to a 178 batting average during that stretch as they're just hitting Eight for 45. Again, his last uh, 15 appearances. So a pretty good run right now for Devin Williams. Brewers take a first place spot in the division and two of the All-Star break for the crew. It is just the sixth time that they have been the first place team at the break. Also, 82, 2007, 2011, 2014, 27, and 2021. They uh, won the division in 82 and in 2011. A lot of people look back at 2014 as a tough year where they ended up uh, finishing third in the division despite the first place positioning at the break. We will talk to you on Friday. The Brewers will open up the unofficial second half of the season in Cincinnati. A uh, 6-10 first pitch. That means our coverage will begin at 535. Look forward to talking to you then. Up next, we shift gears. The Bucks playing Game 3 of the NBA Finals. We're about an hour and 16 minutes away from tip-off. Greg Matzik, Brian D., they've got Bucks shoot-around. That begins after the news, which begins in one minute here on WTMJ.